0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl-S.
1: And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 5 of The Magicians
0: inching ever closer to the final
1: yes we are
0: this makes me sad me too but at least we know the next episode is the musical episode which is always fun so all right but this one was actually pretty fun too i was kind of surprised but before we jump in let's talk about ratings news
1: all right. Episode 11 brought in a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.369 million viewers, making it the 88th rated cable show for the day.
0: All right. So I say I was surprised because the title is Be the Hymen. Yes. And I'm like, this is going to be an episode about Hymen. So I wasn't sure what to expect. But our little synopsis. Oh, jeez, <laughs> slap fight. Josh eats a pickle. Dreams are weird. Okay. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, that doesn't help the warm feeling about this episode, does it? <laughs>
0: no, no. Uh, let's start in the penthouse, which I love that they still have this penthouse. We open with Margo and Josh reconciling and ready to make up with some horizontal tango. Like, okay. We also have Julia revealing to Penny that Red Monkey Month and Villary pretty much expedites everything, including the pregnancy process. Yeah, yeah. How have we not known about Red Monkey Month in all this time?
1: Right. You would think in five seasons we would have heard about Red Monkey Month,
0: <laughs> unless it's so many years in between or something. Maybe it's like leap. Right. Up. Could be. And it was interesting, they're a little heart to heart because penny wants to be involved you know he's talking about his family and he's like i want to be there and julia's like i want you to be there too regardless of what our status is and i think that kind of surprised him like i guess he's thinking well we're separate so she's not going to want me around right but thankfully we did not have that happen and it was i don't know i felt like that was a little heartfelt and it took Penny really by surprise.
1: Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the last time he saw her, she was <laughs> fine. Now she's nine months pregnant. Whoa, what, what, what? Right. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, I believe it basically brought out their true feelings for each other, and they decided, we'll figure it this out.
0: We also seems to have uh, a couple people knocked out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> what?
0: It's like, wait, what's happening? And we had Lipson checking it out and she's like, oh, they're just asleep. It's like, what do you, what? (laughs) How? Right. Maybe we need to check something else out because Alice is like, well, I'll look up narcolepsy spells. Well, maybe it's something else. I really wish Lipson would do more. Right. I don't know. But she's like, oh, let me take a look at Julia. Everything seems to be going normal, but. Why don't like butts. Yeah, it's like, why do you throw butt in there? Well, you need a more in-depth examination because, well, this is a unicorn baby. It's like, very odd. We're not used to hybrids. like, hybrids? Right. (laughs) I know, it's like the way she's explaining it, it's like, not clear. Right.
1: It definitely brings some doubt into this pregnancy real quick.
0: It just kind of worries me, too, when there's always that but we need more tests and it's like, yikes, what are you doing? (laughs) We do have the quartet waking up from their slumber. It's like, great, what the hell happened? Right. And I'm like, I really felt like part of it was a little rushed and I don't know why because I felt like everything was explained. Right. Like, did you have that feel at all? Yeah, a little bit.
1: They just kind of plowed through it real quick and oh we got to make a decision what do we do now right it's almost very similar to back when we had the moon falling on top of us
0: yeah (laughs) now i did fail to mention that the quartet was kind of taken out of really weird situations everywhere
1: oh yeah
0: (laughs) marco and
1: And we'll get we'll get to that yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) especially marco and josh that was hilarious yeah but Alice is like, hey, why don't we use the world seed? It's like, oh, what? What is that? So she has to explain they have the page, but we need the seed. And hey, it can create a whole new world. And that world can help because of the situation that was given to the little quartet that knocked the hell out because, well, was it Ember? Umber. Both of them, actually. Right. I forget about that. It's like, things are going to go wrong. But again with the butts yeah <laughs> i don't trust that it's going to work but at the same no, time the plans too right yeah.
1: <laughs> right most of the plans this season have gone horribly wrong and this is one that just can't afford to go horribly wrong
0: right i don't want it to go horribly right but i just want it to go right yeah <laughs> but we do get to find out that oh hey uh, umber right And those two confuse me, like, which one's which. Umber had created a bunch of pocket universes, and, oh, there was one specifically for Fillory. It's like, really? Yeah. Why do this? Oh, well. And then, like, I plan on destroying it, but saving everyone. What? What? (laughs) And I'm wondering, all of this is happening, and we have the wellspring there. Right. So, what does that mean for magic? And even if we were able to save everyone, if the wellspring is gone, would we still be able to save everybody? I guess I'm really projecting far out because... Right. <laughs> th- these are things that all of a sudden ran through my head like, wait a second.
1: Yeah, this doesn't sound good. <laughs>
0: and there was me and my big butt. Butt, butt, but, butt, butt. Yeah, so I started scratching my head and wondering, I'm not really sure if that was 100% covered. I mean, I guess kind of, sort of, but...
1: It wasn't mentioned, which kind of surprised me, but... I mean, if you can create a a world, you can create it with whatever you want on it, so... Right. You would think that, yes, they would be smart enough to know, yes, this new world's got to have a wellspring on it if it's replacing Fillory.
0: That wasn't pooped in, for example. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Elliot is the one who remembers about Umber's residence up in Vancouver... Great, let's go find out about pocket universes. Except it's not really close. And since Penny can't exactly travel, guess who they're going to tag for this little adventure?
1: Yeah, it's time to pull Hyman back to the future.
0: <laughs> yeah. When he is awakened in the physical kid's cottage, Penny removes the stasis charm and bam, Hyman is back. Now, I thought he couldn't find his body, which is why he couldn't get into it. So how is it when he removes the charm, he's just all of a sudden pulled back? Or do you think it's because Hyman has been watching everybody for so long that all of a sudden it's like, hey, wait, that's my body.
1: Right. It could be that. But I think more than likely it's just that the charm, because he didn't die, he was basically still alive. Removing the charm dragged his ass back into his body.
0: Oh, got it. Yes, be the Hymen is what was said at that moment. And right. Hymen is like, holy crap, I can feel things. I can touch things. And he's like, super excited. Like, let me enjoy the 21st century. There's sandwiches and there's fire. Oh, that, that hurts. <laughs> and hey, don't peep on the girl.
1: <laughs> like, that's never going to happen.
0: Right. And it's. Funny I don't like it. <laughs> right. As I'm watching him, I'm like, okay, you know what? He has been outside of his body for so long i don't know if he's going to be able to adapt really well
1: no i don't think so either and
0: he is actually kind of insightful though which was surprising but at the same time i think it makes sense because he meets fen and notices that she is really like on the fence about the whole fillery thing right and she's a native florian and Leaving her home realm to just K or disappear isn't exactly sitting well. And Hyman's like, why don't you voice your opinion? I'm an outsider too. And so they kind of have that moment where it's like, you know what? Yeah, neither of us are really, we're part of the group. But not obviously, Fen way more part of the group than Hyman. right? But he made sense. And I think that's what really kind of struck a chord with Fen.
1: Oh, absolutely it did. And to hear him say something that was useful to somebody else was quite a revelation that I wasn't expecting. Right. Not out of Hyman. I was expecting him to try to look down her blouse or something. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it was actually pretty insightful, especially when he said, because he's been watching them for so long. It's like, well, that's creepy. But he notices that they only ask when they need something. He's a course talking about himself in this moment but ben i think had her light bulb moment there too yes it's like wait a second yeah they don't exactly bring me in with everything because i'm not a magician right and it's like huh so where will this lead we also have penny noticing that julia and her i don't know so much the visions or is it hearing hallucinations almost? they're getting worse
1: Yeah. Whatever they are, it's getting worse.
0: Yes, And she's like, oh, it's just an aftershock from traveling out of the Florian jail and the trauma that I had to be put through in order to get it to work. It's like, I don't think so. Right. And again, Penny seeks out Hyman. Hyman's like actually doling out some advice. It's like, wow.
1: Yes. (laughs) yeah, (laughs)
0: Of all people. Right. Multiple people this time. And he's like, how was your mom after she had you? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, she had visions and she was great though. It was fine after her lobotomy. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. She just kinda looked out the window. It's like, holy crap, I think that kinda scared Penny. But oh big time. Going back to the time, that was like normal shit that happened. Yes. They're like, uh, oh, it's fine. You hear voices, don't worry, we'll take care mm-hmm. of that for you. Yeah. Ah. A little
1: steel rod through the eye and scrape the brain.
0: Right? Oh, God. Why did people yes. think that was a good thing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Now I can't get that out of my head. Thanks.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Penny, he's trying. And I get this. He's trying to to help Julia because he knows what has happened in his own life. Right. With his mom. And Julia's like, you're trying to control me. And it's like, oh, is that? Just like, hormones, are you really mad? Do you not want help? And Penny's like, just go see Lipton just for an exam because I want to make sure you and the baby are healthy. And nobody's happy with this. Except Hyman, who right. is eavesdropping on private conversations. Just like if he was still on the astroplane. And he's like, boring. <laughs> Penny's like, dude, I can see you now. You yes. can't do this. That was kind of funny. And Hyman's like, oh, but I don't want to miss any episodes. Like, dude, this is not a sitcom. Right. This is life. And Get used
1: to it. You're in it now. Right.
0: (laughs) Penny's like, you need to learn etiquette. And why don't you make some friends? And he's like, but I thought you were my friend. Yeah, but dude, quit eavesdropping. Right. This is like not cool. All right, let's go back to our quartet that ended up all knocked out, shall we? Yes. (laughs) Margo, Josh, Elliot, and Fett all end up in the Valorian throne room in Castle Whitespire, and Ember's there. It's like, wait, what happened?
1: Yeah, aren't you dead? Right.
0: Yes, I'm still dead, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Basically, he's like a recording when shit's going to go wrong. Right, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Here's the problem. Fillory's in trouble. Yeah, and I love it. Margo's like, this dick popped up before. <laughs> and of course josh and Margot were in various states of undress right i'm laughing because she's like hey hey yeah. turn around Wait a <laughs> right and uh, it's like okay you just pick like the worst time to pull people in yes but this time there's zero chance of Hillary being salvaged it's going to be utterly destroyed what yes it's going to be destroyed because the dead are rising and once they arise everyone will meet their demise it's like a pickle yeah and i love that he starts with this image it's like oh there's a pickle for a sandwich and josh is like i love pickles dude just go with this for a minute Yeah. but we find out which i thought was interesting. That they will not only take over Fillery, they will spill out into every realm. Right. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm shocked the library isn't like, we need to take care of some stuff. I mean, I know the library's not exactly in the best of shape right now, but that's a lot of realms is all I'm saying.
1: Yes, it really is. You're talking the end of everything.
0: Right. And of course, as this is being explained, Umber shows up. And in order to stop Umber from blowing up the planet, it's like, we have to save it, but they kind of have this back and forth, and that's when we actually get a slap fight in there. Right. But we find oh. out Umber did create a arc of sorts, and we can move the Florians if needed. It's like, okay, great, but where are we putting them? Right. I don't exactly see Earth being super awesome for that. No. And at this point, if the dead are spilling over, nobody's really safe anywhere right now. No. Oh, God. Why are you giving yeah. this to us in episode 11? Right. They stress me out.
1: Yes. This is building up to another one of those season finale cliffhangers that you pull your hair out over. Yes. Like they've given us for four seasons so far.
0: I don't want it to end on a note where we're just like, but, but, but.
1: Yes. What? <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Guess what? They got. Hyman to help, though, travel Elliot, Margot, Josh, and Fenn to Vancouver, even though Hyman's like, oh, cool, can, can I come in? And Margot, oh, Margot, I love Margot, <laughs> but damn, yeah, she's like, nah, we're good, we'll call you when we need a ride, Uber. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn. I know you don't really know him, but that's kind of cold. I mean, he's helping, so, but. They do encounter a ghost butler, basically, a version that was set up by Umber to stop people from just coming into the household and right. just doing whatever they want. So we get this riddle and they're like, how are we supposed to figure this out? And Josh is like, oh, we have to answer the questions like the Sphinx or something. And he's like, he's talking in nonsense. Right. Because Elliot has no idea what he's talking about. Nope. But Fen's Neither like,
1: does Jaws and neither does Morgo. <laughs>
0: but Fen's like, no, he's reciting Florian fable. Pretty much our history. It's like, what? It's like, oh, look, Fen is useful. So now they're going to listen to her. I was a little upset in this episode, the way they were treating Fen, because I felt like they didn't treat her like this most of the season. right? And then they seem to be real dicks all of a sudden this episode. But we do end up getting Fen- Giving the rest of the the story for the riddle so they can get inside. And then we get also where the pocket worlds are and they're all snow globes. Right. And we have the ghost butler. there's a
1: ton of them. Yeah.
0: Who decides to tell them, oh, yes, you must choose one, but choose wisely. And Josh is like, oh, it's like Last Crusade. Choose wisely. He's like, and our ghost butler is like, oh, yeah, that was one of his favorite movies. But if you choose incorrectly, it's like great consequences, there will be explosions. And I thought they meant the people would
1: explode. Right. We wouldn't sure about that. No. And I was like, (laughs)
0: oh, crap. And they're like, great. Then pick one. And Margot again, I love Margot, but she was being so mean. This seems so out of character this episode. Right. And Fen's like... You don't
1: mess with Margot's playtime. She becomes a bee when (laughs) you interrupt her playtime. It's been since she werewolves that she's had any, so Uh, give the girl a break. That's true.
0: (laughs) Fen puts her foot down, though, and she's like, you know what? I'm tired of you taking advantage of me, and you just want to use me when it's convenient, and you're putting everything I want on the back burner, and she storms out. And I love it. they're like, huh, now what? She's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the three of them kind of look at each other like, well, now what? But Elliot ends up finding her and talks to her. You know, she's just kind of sitting alone. And I could not figure out what was happening for a second. Like, I right. kept seeing, like, flame and then something fall. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> it's like, is this some sort of weird plant? What's going on? But we find out that it's prayers from Fillory. That people write down and burn to Umber. Right. And Elliot was like, huh, that's actually kind of nice. People still believe even though they know what's going on. Yep. And he tries to talk to Fen and she finally just kind of lets everything out. Yeah. You guys don't really care about Fillory, but this is my home world and it's all I've really known and you don't understand how that makes me feel. And Elliot does apologize. Yes. And I think it was at this point that I really noticed. I noticed a couple episodes back, and I think I mentioned it. They're both still wearing their wedding rings.
1: Yeah, they haven't taken them off.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like that's got to mean something to those two. And that's why Elliot's like, you know, I'm sorry we made you feel small. This is important, and we didn't really talk to you. And obviously, Ember and Umber thought you were important. Otherwise, they wouldn't have brought you in. And Fen, you were so very important to this mission and to our group. And all of a sudden, we hear, yeah, because we're thinking Fen is finally going to pick the group and help move the Florians. Right. And Marco's like, got it. And then, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Because then we start hearing things explode. Right. And... Elliot and Fen have to run downstairs, and you see Fen in this kind of slow motion thing running towards the globes before they all explode and grabbing apparently the correct one. It was the seahorse. Right. And I love it because they're like, How did you know? Because everything stopped exploding, thankfully. Yes. And she's like, The Florians were transported to Fillory inside a seahorse, which is how we were all conceived. And Ember and Umber were born from seashells, and they're like, oh, okay, this is the history. Maybe the kings and queens should have read up. Yes, <laughs> just say it.
1: Of course, Clinton probably would have known that. But-
0: That's true. Although I'm kind of surprised, Margot did read the books, but I'm right, glad history was just a little much. Well, we get to talk about Miss Marina. Kind of interesting because it's like, what? What is going on?
1: Exactly. Who is this person?
0: <laughs> yeah. Alice and Katie find out that Marina had experience attempting to thwart the couple. That, of course, they need this information. So when they get there, I was surprised when they opened the door. And I'm like, why is she being nice? Right. Like, is she like a golem or something?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, she's offering them cookies, which apparently are not good.
1: Right. They aren't Josh's.
0: No. <laughs> and we do end up finding out that Marina had put a spell on herself or went through a therapy spell or something that inhibits her ability to make bad decisions because she's trying to be a better person. And I'm like, is that good? I mean, yeah, I feel like What's I, going on here? <laughs> it could be really bad, like yeah. just in general for a person. But. She remembers they needed the harmonic convergence so she can pull off a heist of epic proportion. Oh, yeah, I was going to steal the world seed from the couple. But things went awry, and by awry, I mean there were a bunch of deaths and other bad things. Yes. Oh, yeah, and my girlfriend broke up with me. What? Yeah. That comes as, like, a huge thing for you when multiple people died. But then I'm thinking, okay, which Marina version were we talking to when that took precedent over people dying i guess right and well my girlfriend has the heist book with all the instructions and i don't know if i can get it from her right listen marina (laughs) you gotta help us out there's no other way we have to figure this out this is a big deal and marina's like i have to go to church (laughs) what (laughs) yeah yeah like I don't think those words have ever crossed Marina's lips ever. no, but so to hear him
1: hear her say it was just weird.
0: yeah, it was like really <laughs> unnerving. yes, not because it was church, but because it was Marina. yeah, so they do manage to talk her into helping them, and the ex-girlfriend is not happy to see Marina at all. and no, definitely not happy about her going down this craptastic path again, right. And it's like, listen. No, 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 no. Alice and Katie are trying to explain. We just need the knowledge of how to get the stuff from the couple. Give me the heist book. We're out of your hair. And apparently Marina also can't lie. Right. Because it's like, okay, this spell makes it so I'm a good person, which means I can't lie. But Alice is like, shh, we need the Marina of old. Yep. It's like, crap. (laughs) So they have to take that spell off of her, which is probably the only way she's going to get her ex-girlfriend back. But this isn't good because Marina's, of course, chasing after the ex-girlfriend because obviously the only way they can get into this place where the couple is, which is a house exclusively for magicians, but barring magic. Right. like, great, we are super screwed. And the only thing we can do is remove the spell. And they do after Alice writes out, what was it exactly? Like a binding spell or pledge of some sort that Marina couldn't break, which I thought was interesting because I'm like, wait, if Alice can't really do magic, but is it different when you're writing it out? Must be. Because it was just strange. But anyway, they end up doing all that, getting Marina to agree to help, removing the spell, and then Marina has to convince her ex-girlfriend that she is still nice. Marina. Right. Apparently she did because the ex-girlfriend hands over the heist book. And okay, that's when we officially get the wink from Marina. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, we know that she's back to her. Oh my God, she might kill herself.
1: Right. You can't trust her now.
0: (laughs) And now we finally get to go to break bills, which was, again, a little interesting because Julia's there and encounters, oh, he's back.
1: Yes, he is.
0: Lord Effingham. And, like, the more I see Effingham, I'm like, oh, did they mean something not good when they said it that way? Right. <laughs> because he realized the error of his ways. And placing my trust in Todd was misplaced because, well, Todd. Yes. <laughs> and he wants- of all people. Yeah, he wants Julia to do this now. And I love it. it's like, oh, now you want me to help. Right. And I was like, he had to open his mouth because he said something about, oh, you're pregnant. And where's your wedding ring? <laughs> it's like right. things are going downhill fast. Yes. Well, Julia accidentally reveals that her crew is responsible for the apocalypse come into Fillory. And he's like, what? <laughs> Clutching his pearls. Yes. And he is none too pleased with the decision that they're going to all be transported into a pocket world and move to another world. Because he's like, no, there will be repercussions. Of course there will be. But if Fillory stays whole, there's going to be serious repercussions. Right. So which is worse? Yeah. And when he says those who destroy Fillory will discover they'll ultimately lose the ones they love. I was like, oh,
1: crap, what does this mean? Yes. Yeah, that was probably the most foreboding sentence we've heard in at least a couple of seasons.
0: I'm just thinking great is half the crew going to disappear or something. Right. Die. What? Yeah. I'm like, and what does he mean exactly by lose? Misplace. Die. Yeah, there's like all (laughs) sorts of things going through my head. Yes. And I was very, very, very worried. Yep. <laughs> but has he actually seen everything? I'd have to say no because right. he's screwed things up so far. Yeah. So I don't know. Fingers crossed that we're not going to lose anybody. Yeah. Julia and Penny, I talked earlier about how Penny was feeling responsible about his mother. And, well, we have to get some information. Finally, he gives everything he knows to julia right and i think that's what kind of softens julia i'm like trying to find the right word right and so it's like okay well i don't want you to go crazy for having my baby right okay we'll figure something it out yes so we have to go get the box that we hid the circumstance control panel which is at the physical kids cottage so we go back there julia and penny arrive and Fudge, it's fog yes <laughs> fog 17 got out of Brick Bell's jail how but hyman was there and he's like he punched me <laughs> i tried to make friends he punched me and he walks out all mad it's like you picked the wrong guy to try to make friends with but right fog is about to do something horrible and that's when Julia actually walks into the cottage and he's like, ho! ho, ho things have changed. I guess you're going to let me out of here now, aren't you? And they realize he's become friends with the couple because yeah. he mentions something kind of offhanded about it. And great. Now the couple has everything they need for the new world. The seed, the control panel, the parchment. We are super screwed. Right. So what This the is not good. <laughs> What's going to happen? It's not looking good, and we only have two episodes left. Right. I'm not feeling real confident here. No, <laughs> not at all. No. Well, you know how we feel. How do you feel? Shoot us an email at talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts on the episode in the series so, so far, how it re- is in relation to the books. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends. They can watch probably the whole season by now and the whole series, and you can get them to read the books, too. So we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve.
1: Doesn't this feel like the part of the story where the good guys are just wrong?
0: And until next time.